Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey Nochel Prano. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Joe. And sitting between us, making his triumphant return off of UVA's national championship, Tug Coker. Hello, Andy. That was a good one. <laughs> I'm feeling so good from Minnesota. And a lot of that's from the grovelly voice of me drinking and partying all through the night in Minneapolis. You oh. were partying with your parents, correct? With my father. Just your father. I did buy him a shot when we won. At, uh, a shout out to uh, uh, Stanga for telling me to go to Eric the Red. We went right to Eric the Red right outside of uh, Viking Stadium or U.S. Bank and uh, bought my dad a shot. And I immediately bought him a ginger ale back because I knew he just wasn't ready for a jack what, what shot. He, <laughs> how did he feel about it when he took the shot? He, he, well, he just uh, he, his face is. He's, I don't think he's ever had a shot in his life. I honestly don't think. What was um, the shot? Jack Daniels, which is whiskey, Andy. I know what Jack yeah. Daniels is. I used to drink it all the time before the denting. We saw the pictures. Pretty epic pictures. Which pictures? Pictures of you like celebrating, and there's like you know, that one where you look like you're nine feet tall, banging against the roof of a, oh, of a yeah. base. Maybe you're trying to get out of a, a fraternity house. Basement. Back in my frat days, <laughs> yeah. just out of control. Yeah. Speaking of frat days, I, I I got back into the frat days. I had about uh, fifteen college friends meet up in Minneapolis. It was a pretty epic, uh, you know, visit. I mean, both games. I mean, I know you guys. Uh, we'll get just a little recap. It's a huge sports week, but um, the Final Four was awesome. Yeah. And the championship game was pretty epic. I mean, I saw some tweets early from, from Andy saying it's boring. And I think it was a little slow going. Off well, the I got I got put on blast. Coltace Exposed picked me up. Did you, you see did. That? That's, that's a huge win for you. That's why. That's <laughs> it's, the, it's the biggest sports account on the internet that Andy doesn't run. That's why. <laughs> so that's a nice, like, I was, he, he's taking over. I was still getting tweets as of yesterday. I was still getting responses. Because nobody looks at the timestamp. Yeah. So when I tweet that, the game's like 21 to 20. Low scoring. Nobody can make a shot. Well, what I loved about it, this is, the, you know, I'm just over here, like, I, bear, I first of all, I enjoyed that game. It was like, because it was close, went to overtime, whatever. Um, but I'm completely removed from college basketball. Meanwhile, I've got, like, the the biggest opponent to my college basketball sucks argument was Andy Ruther last year, because, you know, Xavier was good last year. So then it was like, college basketball's the best. You're a fucking loser. You just fucking hate college. You fuck you, Brandon. You fucking. And then Xavier's out of it this year. Ruther jumps in on the fucking college basketball sucks train, and it just comes back to bite him in the ass. No, 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 no. no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. They had teams who could score last year. Again, let's let's bring back that Villanova team that had three great first-round picks. I'm just saying they were efficient. They, they ran like a finely tuned machine. A lot of these schools were not scoring points. Now, in the second half, both Texas Tech and Virginia turned it around. I'll give them that. It, it became a competitive, fun game to watch in the second half. But you're there. I want your perspective. First half, is that fun to watch? Well, it's, it was along the lines of what we expected, but I do think you see that a lot uh, with like Final Four and championship games. Yeah. Not in, not in like... People are nervous. The guys are nervous. They know the moment is huge. Super Bowls. Yeah, Super Bowls, same thing. You've seen with, you know, Patriots have never scored a touchdown 
in the first quarter. Sure. So people are adjusting to style of play. There's the, the shots are harder to hit, you know, in in these giant domes. And I think people just it's like a feeling out process. Sometimes it's like a boxing match. You're yeah. Feeling each other out. So. You know, when you're watching it live, you don't really notice that stuff because every shot has such high stakes. But see, my problem is I'm already seeing it in the YouTube comment sections. I'm already seeing just denial. This is what I hate. It was good defense. It wasn't. Guys, there... Yeah, I got to disagree with that. I mean, first of all, those... Did you hear what Charles Barkley said at halftime? Both those teams were great defensively, but that doesn't change the fact that my problem with the thing from the beginning is that there doesn't seem to be an offensive identity for the majority of the teams and that's why like people are like oh duke blah 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 it's like yeah they don't have an offensive identity either other than they have three unstoppable guys who you know are gonna be nba fucking stars but uh, it's just like what tug when you're watching it why am i watching it go like why does virginia just pass the ball around the perimeter until they like hoist a bad three with like four seconds left yeah I'm, i'm actually really glad you brought that up in the semifinal game uh, when Virginia played Auburn, um, I sat one row behind Frank Martin, who's the coach of South, South Carolina, Carolina, was a coach of Kansas State. And was, I went up. Was, now, can I ask you before yeah, you jump in? Yeah. Frank is always angry. Was he angry watching? He looked like he, he was angry, but <laughs> but he was actually quite. And I went up to him. I said, yeah. Hey, Frank, you know, I, I, I just got to ask you when you're here watching the games, what, what are you looking for? And he said, uh, I'm. Uh, first of all, I said I'm a big fan of yours. I, you gave a speech about a year or two ago talking about being a teacher to to the kids. Yeah, and it was a really good. It kind of went viral. Yeah, and it was a really cool speech. And I just told him how much I appreciated that. And I think they kind of warmed him up. And I said, "Well, what are you watching when you watch these games?" Tug always has like a deep dive on like your you know your philanthropy work, so he can come in come in with a softy. It's exactly right. <laughs> smart I, move, by the way. It is very smart because I didn't want him to kill me. I really me. appreciate yeah. uh, the Frank Martin Fund, which I know does so much for ALS. Anyway, what are you looking for tonight? I just Venmoed for five dollars. <laughs> um, uh, and I said, "What? Yeah, what are you watching?" He said, "I love watching Virginia play, and I always watch off the ball movement when I'm watching uh, college teams play that I admire, like Virginia and Tony Bennett. I watch what guys are doing off the ball. So that yeah. was kind of interesting for me to look at from, you know, a coach who's been in the Final Four, his perspective. And I think that's when when UVA gets into trouble, they don't. There's a lot of and I think it's any college team. You just see a lot of teams not moving the ball or the man. Like it's just a lot of standing yeah. around." And I think that's, you know, everyone loves Jerome. He's a great player. He's probably a late first-round draft pick. But, and he takes big shots. He's fearless. Maybe it's that New York energy that, that, that these players have. I know, I know Joe had when he was growing up. Um, but, uh, but he also has a tendency, I think, to take, you know, you take the good with the bad. Sometimes it's a bad shot late yeah. in the shot clock. I think you're just seeing nerves. I think um, DeAndre Hunter started off really slow. But it was fun for guys who like the pros to watch a Culver DeAndre Hunter battle in the second half. Like if you didn't, if you don't love college game, you still get to watch two lottery guys. Yeah, you know, show me, you know, show me what you have. Sure. And it was cool to watch them play guard each other. But it was interesting you know? too because I what that's all I care about in yeah. these games, and I was watching them, and and the first half they were both a disaster. Yeah. And in this and like whatever nerves, and in the second half, like Culver wasn't great. Wasn't great. He shot. He was like five for. 27 or some ridiculous number and then hunter you're like this is the guy and they just kept leaving him like open in the corner for like catch and shoots i saw a couple of tweets where they're like they forgot like this one said jander hunter has a spot yeah texas tech has not figured out yeah that that's, that's the, the right spot. the yeah. right corner of yeah. the it's yeah. just like the in the second half and and that's why as a, a guy who's watching it who doesn't care for college basketball at all or even bare i barely know him 
you know, I know him from the tournament and because people are telling me he's going to be a lottery guy. So I'm watching it. And then I'm going like, are they just, is that the guy? Is that the lottery guy that they're just letting stay in the corner there? He's, they're going to get him the ball and then he'd get it. And then, you know, I think he was five for six at one point from three. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think he had four or five threes. He made himself some money, I, I think, on Monday night. And um, I read I read some articles today. The comp the comp for him. But is, my point uh, with that a little bit was, uh, you know, everybody's on how great the defense was. They were letting the lottery guy take open corner threes. But it's like, so people it's, hit some good threes in the second half. I thought Francis played pretty well for Texas Tech. Mooney, who who had been went off on Saturday night against Michigan sure. State, didn't just shoot a lot. Chris Chris Beard was absolutely in his face at timeouts, telling him like, "You got to shoot the ball." Yeah. We need your offense. And he made a couple threes. What but- was the atmosphere like there in terms of the breakdown? UVA fans, Texas Tech fans, yeah. general college basketball fans, people from Minnesota who are like, this is an event we should be at. It's funny. The, 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 the person next to me sat next to me both days. And he was a, just a, a, a person from Minnesota. Just wanted to come watch the energy. Yeah. And I think there was probably 20% of people from Minnesota just out there to like support Minnesota, watch the games, know that there's a big event on hand. I thought Texas Tech and UVA both showed up. I thought it was a pretty. I thought it was a really good energy actually for the night. Uh, I was in the middle of the UVA section, so I definitely heard a lot of UVA stuff. But when Texas Tech hit a couple of big threes late, when it was like fifty-seven, fifty-one, and they went on a little run, that it was it was crazy loud. It's a pretty deafening stadium, and uh, I don't know. I enjoyed. It. I'm, I'm curious to hear what the the thoughts were. I haven't watched the game yet on TV. Did it feel like it was a good game? I mean, overtime always helps. Yeah. I I mean, I felt like it was a game, especially down the stretch. Uh, The second half was a lot better. The first half, it was slow. And, you know, I disagree with people who are like, oh, like the the hot take of like, uh, I saw multiple people try to do the like, people complain when they don't play defense in the NBA. And then people complain when they play defense in college. Like, you can't have it both ways, which the, my, argument to that has always been if you are talking to somebody who's like i don't like the nba because they don't play defense to remove that person from your life that person doesn't understand that you could play all the defense you want you could be Kawhi leonard on steroids uh like tethered to james harden he's still going to get 40 points on you like it's yep. you're going backwards and you don't know where he's going he's going forwards and he does know where he's going like they're trying to play defense, well, let's, especially in the playoffs. Let's address something that hasn't been said yet. Because of these tweets, and I don't know if you refollowed him, Joe f- unfollowed Joe Chabelli. I Yeah, I unfollowed Joe what, Chabelli. What, there's some drama in the house. I'm just I, saying. First of all, I purged. I had a purge recently, uh, and, and, <laughs> and I'm in purge mode. We did binge a few years ago when, when I was following everybody who was supporting uh, Vince, and now I'm unfollowing. I've got to get back down to a reasonable... Twitter's breaking me lately, so I'm trying to yeah. get back down to a reasonable level, and now it's basically a one-strike, you know, it's a one-strike process. So what was it that broke the camel's back? Like, him him doing, like, SpongeBob, uh, you know, capitalization and uncapitalization, like, this, this game's bad, or whatever, and like, <laughs> but they're not scoring, or like, but I'd watch Duke. It's like, I, first of all, if I know you, and I've talked to you, and I'm well aware that your basketball knowledge is zero or around zero. You can't just like regurgitate like college basketball defenders, like hot take, like whatever. Well, like, these you are get, his two tweets. I'm just like, I'm out. These are his two tweets. 
NBA fans complain when NBA players don't play enough defense. Also, NBA fans complain when college teams play too much defense. Uh, this is this is the one that got you over the edge. Sports Center tweeted, "Here comes Texas Tech in caps with a GIF," and he quote tweeted with the SpongeBob thing, "But they've only scored sixty points." Yeah. And Prano instantly texted me and just goes, "I've unfollowed Joe Shabelli. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do it." <laughs> oh no! But look, I, I agree with Prano in a lot of sense because people, th- there is a difference between good defense and bad offense. And I, I think thought, I think both of those teams were good defensive. Well, they were. They were good, both- def- good defensive teams, but also the offense in the tournament has been a debacle. So then you put them together and you have, and that's the thing that doesn't take, you're right. That doesn't take away from where Texas tech and Virginia play defense. They're both top five, you know, statistically defense, but it's like Charles Barkley said at halftime. Again, I, I trust the guy who literally played back. Like I tweeted that out. Dude, it, it's wild. What did he say? He basically said, this is not good offense. This is, this is, you know, you know, let's say we can say the defense, like I'm saying, like Joe's saying, but he's saying this is just terrible offense. That's what he said at halftime. Now, I, I responded to somebody on Twitter with that saying, we're just not going to trust a Hall of Famer. And it's like people want to just think, attack that. It's like, guys, it's what this guy does for a living. It's, it's the same thing. It's, it's the, the reason why like that thing is just like a, a, an unfollowable tweet is because it's the same uh, misconception about the NBA. It's like, oh, well, you know, the, the Rockets give up 140 points a game, so they're bad defense. It's like, do you understand how, like, them shooting the ball within four seconds of getting it in, like, the possession, the amount of possessions per game affects? It's like, it doesn't matter how many points are scored in the game. It's how many points they're scoring per possession. And so people just don't, people just don't understand. So, like, I don't care about your basketball hot takes if you do not understand the game of basketball. That's, that's a good stat. I think the, the points possession is a good, a very good note. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, Kenny Smith was talking about that a lot during the Final Four. The points per possession, I think, is a very important stat. That one thing I'll really say is about. it didn't surprise me though because because the you know again and I like following betting lines and it was the lowest total in thirty one years or something like that. Yeah, something, something almost just the the dawn of the three point line. But uh, the, the score I think was like thirty three thirty or thirty twenty nine. It was something very right on the number. So it didn't surprise me. I wasn't yeah. surprised by how bad the offense. It was sort of the expectation that Vegas had presented. So, and then, but we all know when the public, everyone's like, "Oh, this is gonna be a low-scoring game." You almost always want to play the opposite of the sure, public. Right. So we're not surprised. Yeah, yeah. That, it, that, that the number really sailed. And over. Then of course, they went overtime. Way so, over. Yeah, so where does over, this yeah, exactly. rank for you, Tug? Where does? It's a great question because we all know you have four hundred different teams. I do, and I appreciated your tweet, uh, or maybe it was Joe's tweet about the sixteen. It, it was Prano. <laughs> it was Prano. I love when they don't know where it's yeah, coming from. I know. From. I know. So I'm just trying to think of yeah. your history of all your teams. You have the Cowboys had a nice run um, in the '90s, three out of four. You have UVA's title. You have Boston's had a nice run. I think you're a Sox fan too. Yeah, uh, the Red Wings have always been good. Yeah, they, uh, no, they weren't good in the '80s when I learned to skate. But yeah. yeah, they, they did get, they have a nice run when I was in high school for sure. Now Michigan, uh, the last title was against Seton Hall. Was that '89? Yeah, and they also they also like tied for the national title, beating Washington State right, in, in football. football. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Rose Bowl. Okay, um, so 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 where does this rank in the tug? Coco I'm glad World? you said that because I haven't won. My teams haven't won a championship since 2008 with the Celtics. 
You don't, you, Wait, Tug's a Celtics guy too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't count the Red Sox because you're evil, evil, evil Tug. I don't get the joy out of look. Here, here's the thing. I said this. I said this before. <laughs> I don't love. I need a diagram. I know. I, mean, I, I know, need a PowerPoint. You, you had George Mason to the Final Four a couple years. I really ago. loved that team. That was a great team. But UConn to get there. Um, you guys have said this before, and the first time we met you uh, on the, on the show, I said this. It's hard for me to really love watching 18 19 20 uh-huh, year old yeah, people for sure. like affect my life like it was it's much like love watching the game of basketball i didn't get the most joy out of watching young kids because i'm just different now i'm just an yeah. older guy who loves nba more than college and i thought I, in the the auburn game there are people turning around praying for the basket, you know, for them, to, for Kyle Guy to make the free throws, classic Southern move, very, very Southern, and I just felt like, you know, what, good for them. I just don't have that sort of. It doesn't affect my yeah. life that much. I think I'm just sort of removed emotionally from a lot of sports. I remember much more crying when Weber called the timeout, yeah, than I do the the highs of people winning a championship. Sure, I bawled my eyes out when Weber called that timeout. You know, so it's hard to say which where this stands. I was really just you're like nineteen. Yeah, I think it was like I think I was <laughs> no, I was like I was like fourteen or something yeah. like that, thirteen. And um, I just really I just really cared about sports yeah. then. Now it's just like I mean, I'm, I've become the same way. Even yeah. with now the way the professional sports is like that, you know, they're doing the math on on you know the value of a player, and if we can get eighty percent of the value out of somebody who's twenty two, that we can out of somebody who's you know 38 that we have to pay 10 times more so like i i have a hard time i'm rooting for sports less and less because i'm like these are kids who are you know exchanging spongebob memes and like sliding into each other's dms with like you know shit talk where i'm like i don't i can't relate to you guys I can only care so much. You know, I think it's I th- like watching Little League a little bit. You know, I actually think about you because sometimes you guys use that meme or whatever of you, of Joe Prano throwing something with the Knicks. Yeah, and I just feel like I don't know if I don't know if Joe really does that. You know, you know, a couple years. Yeah. For, you know, now I don't know. You were pretty crushed. We could go back that episode when the Mets lost the 2015 World Series. Sure. You were pretty crushed then. Yeah. Well, that was my year. And that, I think that was, you know, yeah. that was the year of Joe. That was the year when they were, in, you know, tied for third place when I threw out a first pitch, and then they go on a, you know, historic World sure. Series run, only to have it come crashing down. I love this UVA team because I love the story. You know, it's a great story. You, you love storylines. I do love storylines. Why you love Tiger? Well, I'm, you know, I'm an. Inter- it's why you love I'm Tiger? In, it's why I love Tiger. It's why I'm an entertainment. It's why you know. Um, I just like to tell a story. Just want to tell us. I'm just, we're storytellers, guys, <laughs> out here in Hollywood. We all gather you're, around a campfire and you're just a, tell... You're a much better looking and much more likable version of Bob Costas. That's what you are, Tug. Is that right? Do I have the pink eye? <laughs> um, <laughs> That's why I said much better looking. Yeah, thank you. No, I love Bob Costas, but, um, but the, the thing that was fun for me is, you know, you watch a team lose to a 16 seed. You see these guys cry. I have two parents that are season ticket holders to UVA games. You know, you have people that really do care for him. I'm just kind of like happy for them, I, you know. And, I, and I'm, and I'm happy. happy for you, Tom. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Andy. Well, I'm, I'm looking just, right at you in the eyes when I say that. Well, Thank I know. You, I know. Because hey, go I on, go like online it, and see. And here's why I'm happy. I gave this out. I gave out UVA a couple months ago. Go to Vegas. Put money down. Andy's had some great comments about how it would, they would never win a title. I encourage you to go to Dirty Sports or go to my at Tug Coker on Twitter and watch this video that uh, Nikki D and I put together. 
It's really special. I mean, and, I'm just um, getting put on blast every week. This is back-to-back weeks now where you and Nick D'Alessandro have pieced together, yeah. I, I will say, two masterpieces. Thank you. That really make Oh, that me, was a second. There's a new video. It's a I new ver- you just, I no, just no. You it's a it. new version. Amazing. Please go out. If you, if you saw the first one, you know, it's great. Check out this new one. We've, we've tweaked it, and I think we've improved it. Man. Um, but look at look at your week. Cold takes exposed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's a it's a, you're you're on a high right now. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of being put on blast here. You gotta stick your neck out if you want to be great. Well, you're you know who knows what kind of takes I'll be saying uh, this episode. Exactly. Here's a, here's a take. I'm gonna look right in the camera for this. Tiger Woods not winning the Masters. Boom. Okay. Right. Well, and Ruther just took the field. I know exactly. <laughs> but before we go into the Masters, and I'm, I'm going to uh, scoot out of here, I just want to say uh, Minneapolis cr- crushed it. I've been to Atlanta's Final Four, San Antonio's, and this one I thought they did a great job. The weather held up. He's representing Prince today, Prano. Yeah. Representing yeah. Minneapolis. Prince. Got my Paisley Park going. Got my Purple Rain. Got to meet uh, in the flesh Charlie Ryan, Stanga. We had. A, we had. I told everyone I was buying beers if the dirt ball showed up. Uh, some people tried, couldn't make it. Those guys did. So shout out to them. Two le- two dirty sports legends, legends. Yeah. absolute two, legends. Two, two Hall of Famers. H- had a blast. I actually went to get a burger, uh, which is called a Juicy Lucy, which I talked about. Where they put the. I, t- I told you, Juicy Lucy definitely sounds like a girl I dated. <laughs> oh, Juicy Lucy, they gave put, it up on the first day. They date. put the hot cheese inside the. Oh, the, yeah, that sounds great. Inside the patty. Inside the patty. Nice. And so, and Stenga said, I ate with, I had uh, a burger with him. He said, um, he said, give it two minutes to cool down. I said, okay. So I waited two minutes. I bit into it, and it exploded <laughs> right on just the top of Stanga's head. I felt Shut terrible. The fuck up. Yeah, it did. It just went boo. That's amazing. Yeah, I wish I, had a, I wish I had a video of that. I do know Juicy Lucy. She explodes. <laughs> She's a squirter. She did. She did. It was an amazing time. I'm very happy for all the Cavaliers fans. My parents, myself, as an alum, and uh, I'll give out some predictions. It's just it's just good to be right. Yeah, predict it for all the dirt balls. Hope everybody made some money out there. Speaking of money, let's talk Tiger. Woods. Yeah, I came. I came to a new place in my Tiger, in my like in my relationship with Tiger this week, because the tweets have or multiple people. It's already started, and I'm at now. I said, I, I hope he wins. Wow. I, here's why I hope he wins. Revelation. Wow. Whoa. Here's why I hope he wins because I don't care at all, and I'll never care about golf. I love to play golf. But I'll never care about watching on TV. Jim Nance is human ambient when he's calling golf. I can't. I if if I wanted to stay awake, I couldn't. <laughs> and the the ten year the the truly decade long, he's back. I it's, I need it to end. Just like let him be back. Let him be back because, I mean, when golf, Masters sort of the unofficial start of golf season. Right, so now every what three to six weeks for the rest of the year, I've got to get the guys. It no, well, the, you know the thing about the Masters was his back was hurt, but the U.S. Open, this is the one. He's I want him to win immediately. I'm over it. I can't. The Tiger. It's a decade. It's been a decade since he won a major. A decade over. Over. It was over 2008. Yeah. Guys, right? you, I mean, you guys understand how hard it is. He set the bar so high for himself. It's, I, it's hard to win a major, right? Which that, we've which yeah, we've stated. Yeah, of course, it is. Therefore, you are not back until you achieve what you achieved before. That's how you look at things in life. If he wins one major, are you guys going to one hundred percent say that he's back? Yes, like he did it. I've one major. That, I've said that all along. Okay. I, I have I have been on record on Twitter on this show. I said that all along. 
All you need to do is win another major. I never said it was easy, but you are 100% right, and you're actually repeating what we've said. He did set the bar high for himself. He set it so high. So it's almost, you know, it makes it that much more difficult because he was so successful. No one's denying that. But, 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 the other but that's thing the definition is like, of being the other back. Thing is if you're an irrelevant golfer right now, if you're, let's say you're the 100th best golfer in the world and you win the Masters, you're suddenly, you know, you're suddenly someone that will, is going to be talked about next tournament and the tournament like it's almost like winning an oscar where you become academy award winner you know so like you get to the fucking u.s open or you get to you know the the players championship or whatever the fuck these things are if 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 some no-name wins the masters when you get to that tournament they're gonna be like masters winner so-and-so this year's winner so like the idea that tiger is wins any major and is back is like well he's back to being a relevant golfer he's certainly not back to being Tiger Woods right now if he finishes, why is that so difficult for people to understand that's what I don't fully comprehend it's like they love him so much because of what he's done and yet meanwhile they're they're willing they're like it's almost an argument against themselves like this is why he's so great all he has to do is finish second. And now he's back, it's, and it's like, wow! It's like, I, like that's what I've said before. Like, I don't want if I if I end up, you know, having a Netflix special and a sitcom and hosting the Oscars, and then I return to do an episode of Dirty Sports. It's not like he's back. He's back. It's like, well, I mean, I'm back to being not as good as I was once. It's you know? like Jordan. I always like to bring up Jordan. I was. I will never forget. I was. It was my sophomore year of college. I was so excited when Jordan came back. Did he come back for one or two years? Three. 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 Okay. So. So I guess it was before my my sophomore year of college. You're talking about with the Wizards. Yeah, with the Wizards. Oh, no, two, two. By the way, by the way was, was it three I think Wizards? it was three. Okay. Two or three. Anyway, I, I wanted you to specify because there's a lot of people on the internet that don't know that Michael Jordan came back for the Wizards and was a complete and utter debacle. Yeah, so Jordan, anyway. Jordan comes back for the Wizards. Uh, they made the playoffs. Did not have a winning record. So all you trolls out there on Twitter who said, oh, he never played on a disaster team, uh, you know who you are. Yes, he played on losing teams that still made the playoffs. Anyway. I was so excited as a guy who lived and died by Michael Jordan growing up. He was he was my guy. I didn't have a team in Cincinnati. And obviously, it's very easy to like the best player in the best team. I had all Bulls gear, Jordan, blah, blah. But I remember when he came back, like Joe just said, when old Jordan was a shell of himself, I wasn't like, he's back. I was like, yo, a watered-down 20-plus, 22, 23-point game low shooting field goal percentage version of Jordan is back. This isn't the MJ I know from the Bulls. But for some reason, golf fans don't see that with Tiger. The, which, difference, the difference is Tiger isn't isn't that. He's not washed up yet. He won the Tour Championship last year. He, he almost won the PGA and, and the British last year. It, it's, like, it's the equivalent of you saying Michael came back out of retirement and he got to the conference finals or, or was in the finals and lost. I mean, the guy, like to say he's, he's not washed up, he's right there, he's still a the top ten ranked player in the world if he if he played enough uh, tournaments he doesn't play enough but so he's Gronk Tiger was his Gronk maybe he's Gronk I mean I, I you know I, you know uh, but so, he, but so he's not he's not Michael Jordan he's not Michael Wizards Michael Jordan he's not he's just not so where's he at right now he's on the cusp can we get an update can we get a scoreboard on the on the big screen just to see where <laughs> he is right now he was even par through seven. but can I get a comparison like give me an athlete comparison of later in their career. 
This is the problem. I go this, to ESPN. Right, of course. This is, I, go to this, ES- I completely agree with you. I go to ESPN. I'm over it. I'm over it. I can't. I'm not. Because I, to- I don't care for golf. And I don't care about Tiger. What we're talking about is the fact that you go to ESPN homepage and Tiger is it the says, first thing It says, follow see. live Tiger keeping leaders in sight at Augusta. Guys, how many fucking times are we going to say this? But your, your problem is not the people, right? We said this before, too. Your problem is not the fans. Your problem is the media, Right. Well, that, but, but the also fans but, feed but, into it, uh, which yeah. then creates no, more of that, the phenomenon. And also, there's the people that are like, "This is why that should be. This is why. This is all he did in his past, and this is why he's too he back. Be, he's right? too back. He's of mi- what? The leader? Yeah. He's minus one. He's tied for thirteenth through thirteen holes. There's Finau. Twelve. Finau is my sneaky pick for the Masters champ, as everybody knows. Through twelve holes. Yeah. I like Tony Finau as a sneaky pick. Look at Fowler in the mix. But uh, this is your week, Tug. This really, is your it's a great March week. Madness. It's so many golf. Big, next year is uh, the final four is in Atlanta. Everyone wants to do the Atlanta to Augusta week. It's a huge week. I've been to one Masters event. I went to a Wednesday practice round. It's amazing. You guys would have an absolute blast. They keep all the the prices down. Like the see, that's I'm all about. Like I'm all bucks. about going and watching golf in person and, yeah. and being on the course and drinking. Yeah. You and see like the elevation golf. changes that you don't see on TV. Yeah. How hilly yeah. the tournament is. I mean, it's just it's a really amazing week. And there's only and the other thing is it's a good week for Tiger because there's only like 80 players in the field. Like it's a very it's a small field, so your chances of winning are higher. Um, well, and, well, we didn't get to your actually view on it. We we stated what we feel about him being back. What is your opinion on this whole? He's already back, back to to tug. So in he's your not opinion, a, well, in my opinion, he's not back. I will I will say that I think he does needs, he need to win? I a think he needs major. to win a major. However, so you again, agree? I agree, but I also agree that like you're allowed to root for. I mean, it's a story thing, right? You we're talking. You can refer. We're talking about want. the emotion of 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 UVA coming back from yeah. losing to a 16 seed. This to me is a similar situation. I mean, you take away the wait. Did did UVA? See, I know where you're going to go Drink with this. Drink and drive. I know, I know where you're going to go with this. UVA and lost because they were they were drunk on Ambien? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that would be a good explanation for losing to a 16 seed. But I feel like... Guy, Tony I, Bennett was having sex with every other ACC coach's wife behind yeah. But I feel like those back. actions would be endorsed by Dirty Sports hosts. Well, well no. The thing about us is... I, I don't really care. You do what you want. Like, from a, from a moral perspective, I don't really care. But I think... The problem is, and I know Joe always I think presents this very well when it comes to some of these guys. It's like take a LeBron that we know of. He hasn't really done anything off the court, but good. Then you take I mean, these guys. Built a fucking, he like spent eighty million building a school, but and that, but and that's the thing. That's like the Tiger media. has a foundation too, guys. Right. I mean, right. But I'm saying he's never cheated on his wife. He's never whatever. Meanwhile, it's always like he's a fucking coach killing fucking piece of shit, and he's selfish, and he gave Magic Johnson AIDS a second time, and that's why Magic's <laughs> leaving, and the fucking and Kyrie left. Ky- he showed Kyrie a picture of an Earth that was flat. That's why he believes it. <laughs> And then, and he's like nothing but a, like a fantastically great guy who only says the right things. And then it's like we got to root for Tiger to come back from being like a addicted dick. to the fucking hook, hooking up with like but trash bags. That's the thing, and I don't hate Tiger personally. I, I think people need to understand that I don't hate him. I who's I, like on the record as being like a dick. Like he's cat. He's like he's a fucking dick, and he like doesn't fucking tip me, and he's a f- piece of shit. And I'm talking about Matt Kuchar. Just so you know, we're talking about Tiger, who, by all accounts, I th- I've heard is a good guy behind the scenes. And the other thing I'll say about Tiger, when, I, when when Tiger was going through his reign, 
in the early 2000s. I, I was not a Tiger fan. I didn't like the, I didn't like his attitude. I didn't like the 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 um like the the GQ shots of him with the muscles yeah. and stuff. Like I wasn't into that. I'm into guys who who have been somewhat humbled and are coming back and they've gone through the the physical ailments and have gone through the personal, you know, TMS. travails. So so <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So you didn't like basically if you knew me you would not have liked me pre-denting. No, po- post-denting you like me because I've gone through the struggle of being a fucking binging drinking fucking bumbling idiot. Absolutely. Okay. Cuz we're all trying to like better ourselves. Like I think you need to find like, you know, this is going to sound weird, but you're trying to like see yourself in in the people. Yeah. Um, it's the you know for all for all of us nerds out there like the Joseph Campbell theory, which is like you, you, if heroes you have to see yourself in the yeah. hero, and that's where Tiger Woods I think has become has become more personable and likable. He's more fun because he, he's he is struggling, and but he's letting people in at the same time. And for me, I was like, I'm all on board. I, mean, I want to watch this full. I want to f- watch this full redemption, and it may, it may never happen. But like, but see, that's my problem. That's the, like we're we're going on eleven years, and and I'm shocked that I hear Prano say he wants him to win. I just want it to be over. Now. I don't care, but again, my thing is, yeah, we're going on eleven years. I want it to be over. I want everybody, every teenage Tiger fan, to get have their day, and then just be like, cool. You know what? Tiger still machine though. Like there's a, there's a there's a, a Twitter handle called Tiger Tracker. Right. That's 375k. Like you know, no right. one that, else has this. That that was started after Tiger's last major. Yeah. You know what I I'm mean? I'm pretty sure like, it's a golf channel like related. Right. Uh, account. Very smart. But like, is this a good analogy? Probably not. <laughs> you get dumped with your high school girlfriend who you're in love with. It's already a terrible analogy. But can, please continue. <laughs> 15 years later, you're still holding on. It's like, dude, you're not going back. Like, this is 11 years later to me. It's, it's just, it, I don't know. It's, it's me. And, and I'll, I'll say, the one thing I'll say is, you know, I appreciate your standpoint on it, but the majority of the people, like, never let go of that tiger from the GQ muscle pictures and the Buick ads that they loved so much. They fell in love with this greatness, and then they refused to believe that he's ever been down and that he's ever had. To, it's just like, no, Tiger's the greatest ever. That's just the way it is. And uh, and you'll see next week's the week where the, the goat returns. Next week's, and it's just, it's a little bit, there's a little bit of mental illness to it. Well, you could probably draw a good Venn diagram of people in denial that forgot Michael Jordan came back to the Wizards and Tiger fans. I bet you that same fan group fits in that bubble. Wouldn't you agree? It's probably a very similar The, the other group. thing is, is, you know, and you'll you see... That, people brainwashed by Nike is what you're talking about. Basically, yes. So I, I stand by the fact that you're, you're just, you know, you, you guys are, you know, if there's a thesis statement about dirty sports, it's like hypocrisy is not allowed. That's, Correct. That's, 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 am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, your issue is uh, really just about the, 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 the state of the media and how people buy into it. Well, you, you're, um, you're probably right. Yeah. Um, and... I think we do that across the board, not just with sports. You know, we just, we see that you see the hypocrisy everywhere. And when people aren't, like, I just don't understand how people don't see these things. And they're in such fucking denial. I, but the, the, you know what the difference is too. I, it is beautiful Masters Thursday, and I'm gonna get another beer. Get another beer, and then I'm gonna, and then I'm, I'm gonna bounce. And let you guys take over your your, your show. You have an audition. I have, today. An, I have an audition coming up. He's guys, gonna play. White Tiger Woods. That's right. And the new ESPN 30 yep. for 30. Whiter Woods. 
Um, but the other thing I'll say about the Tiger, and then I'll go, is that like, and you talked about this before, there's such a dearth of charisma on the tour that there's very few people that just command like like eyeballs. Like people, you know, people, Phil's 47 or something now, and his Twitter is amazing, or his Instagram is amazing, by the way. He's, he's got a personality, a sense of humor. Brooks Kepka, who we talked about before, is like a three-time major champion, went through like this overhaul of his body today, like he lost like thirty pounds, up eating cheeseburgers, and he like and, but, you know, fake teeth but, but or something like, like that. Just, but that, and yeah. I guess that's my problem with golf fans is like you just talked about how great Phil's Instagram is and whatever. Like from an outsider's standpoint, from a guy who's not super into golf, Phil Mickelson, who, as far as I can tell, is a pretty good guy. Is yeah. he? Like, is he? Ha- has he have? Does he have a bad like? Does he have a bad? Is he, did he beat his wife or anything like that? Or he had white collar crime. That was it, right? right? He was involved in that. Yeah. But he has been painted as the villain by being Tiger's like main competitor back in the day. So like he, you know, he's the rowdy rowdy piper for like Tiger Woods, Hulk Hogan, you know. And meanwhile, it's like you know that guy's probably struggled a lot with life. Like everybody's rooting against me. Because they all really like the nerdy guy who decided to like fuck his friend's nanny and then every Perkins waitress in America. I think it's similar to like uh, for people who watch <laughs> people who watch tennis and like people don't hate Phil. Phil, Phil there, there are some rumors out there about Phil's behavior behind the closed doors, uh, but I can't. They're rumors, so I'm not going to talk talk about them. Um, but people see it as like a Federer and Nadal thing, where people kind of res- like they love one guy, but they respect the other guy. It's not like a out and out hatred of the dude. Um, and then Phil, you know, Phil's just and they're, and they're just cool styles of play. You know, it's just very different. Um, but 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 you know, that's why I think more golf should go. Like golf is such an individual game that like. Every opportunity, and Tiger was like so famous, he tried to close people off. But I think golf should go the other way and be like, go on my journey and watch how hard it is to be, you know, you know, if you're in the middle of the road golfer, I think it's a very interesting place to show your journey because you can't take a Concorde. You have to fly, yeah, you know, whatever, coach. And, and you know, so I don't, I don't know. I think that's where people need to go to, sh- to show. Well, like, Tug, I know you're a big country club sport guy. But very, I'm, very I'm, com- big. I'm coming along on your tennis journey, but I can't golf. Can't do golf. I, I'll, I'll play golf with you. Would love to. Let's I'd be, do it. I'd be honored. Penmore? Sure. Penmore for nine? I'd be honored. Let's do it. We'll go. We'll eat the cafe. I'll play. But I, but I can't. Was Luther out there? I can't get into the gut. Like I, 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 like I said, to go bring it full circle, I hope Tiger wins. Good. Let's I, just be over with it. He's back. I Great. do too. He's back, everybody. I hope like, he's back. I like Finau to make a run, hopefully. It's just, you know, it's impossible to guess who wins a major. It's like, it's one of the hardest things to do. Um, But, you know. Hit me up at uh, Tug Coker on Twitter if you want to talk golf. I know these guys get tired of it. One day we'll do a live Masters commentary, maybe maybe next year. The um, only way I'm doing that is if I'm just out of your mind, smoking that green. Yeah, I got to be <laughs> highly. I'm also gonna need you to wear a white caddy's outfit. <laughs> yeah. The entire. Oh, I would do that. Yeah. I would do that. If we want to do, it, I'll, I'll definitely wear a and white. You should have like a outfit. bag of Miller Lights. If, ti- like, if, ti- me, if, Miller Light. if Tiger Woods wins, <laughs> if Tiger Woods wins the Masters, you should run the Cincinnati Marathon in a caddy outfit. Guys, I got my hands full. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Tommy Dewey, by the way. We were texting again yesterday. He's he's been following up with me. Like, Good for him. Like he's looking out for me. Yeah. Like he, to a T that I don't fuck this up. He just goes, I don't want to see you with braces, man. Like that's that's nice. Yeah, you know. that's nice of him. Hey, I just want to say real quick. Uh, you know. 
I've been on the show because Joe's success as a as a stand up right now has been uh, you know big and allowed me to fill in for a couple spots. So thanks for all the. the I the, look forward to you doing it full time one day. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for all the dirt balls. For letting Thank me, you, Joe. Let, I appreciate let me, that. Let me jump in and, and talk some shop. I'm happy to get a couple things right. And a I want to ask you wrong. one thing because you're a basketball yeah. guy. Before you go, yeah. your your March Madness thing was like get on you know Virginia early. There's value here. I put it out there. Uh, probably over a month ago now, that that the Rockets were still twelve to one for the championship, and I think that they actually caught like a great break here. Couldn't agree more. I know you're going with this four seed, so they get the Warriors potentially in a round two matchup, less wear and tear on the whole, you know, Harden, Chris Paul, whatever, less pressure. Uh, I almost feel like Did they get the Jazz. What's that? Who, who they, yeah, they get the Jazz first. Which I don't think will be easy. No, but I actually like that matchup. I, I, I'm kind of rooting for the Thunder to make a little bit, a little bit of noise, and I think a, a Rockets Thunder series. I, I'm glad that both teams avoided that, to be yeah. honestly. But I, I kind of uh, like. I, I don't think the Jazz. I, you know, that's another part of it is like how difficult the Jazz series ends up being. Um, everybody, I, I like that call. But I think, I, I think the Rockets. I, I almost think the Rockets have a better chance playing the. Warriors in the second round than they do if they had played them in Western Conference Finals. That's a really good call. You know, interesting when I, when I saw the Final Four odds came out, come out. I saw Texas Tech was pretty respected by the Vegas, and that kind of raised my spidey sense. And I think twelve to one is actually. I mean, I think to me that says Vegas really respects the Rockets. I feel like that number. I feel like anyone in the Rockets. I mean, in the in the West should have almost no shot in the in the well, minds I mean, of the they, public. They, they almost like like the it was minus you know. 200 for the Warriors. Like yeah. They were they were basically saying it's, it's the over. Warriors. Yeah. But like of all the years, it's to me it's crazy to think that, that that this is the year where they're the most sure thing they've ever been. You know, everyone's yeah, everyone sort of like thinks it's a foregone conclusion. I think this this playoff uh, year could be really really interesting. I think the the East is going to be very very interesting. Yeah. And um the West is there's a lot I mean this the West is just loaded. So yeah. it's going to be a great year. Uh, at that, you know, I'll leave, I'll leave it at that, guys. Thanks for letting me be on. Thanks for stopping by, Thanks Doug. for talking hypocrisy. I'm going to go audition, sing for my supper. See you guys soon. Hey, man. Uh, we hope you get it because we've been rooting for a yeah. long time for Tug to be back. <laughs> I'm not back until I get another job on someone else's show. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Tug Coker, ladies and gentlemen. The great Tug Coker. Follow him at Tug Coker, at Evil Tug Coker. <laughs> Is it is it just at Evil Tug? I think it's yeah, just at Evil Tug. Always good for him to stop by, isn't it, Joe? Fantastic. I wish he'd be here more. I wish yeah. he'd be here in place of you sometimes. He's always here in place of me. Wow. Well, maybe we can do that when I go to Cincinnati. You asshole. Ooh, look at that. Who's as, as long as as long as you want to set up shop in here? Sure. Just leave it set up. I'll just press. Okay. I'll just press play. Well, Prano, before we go on to other sports news, I want to talk about. This amazing free fly gear that we were sent. I want to talk about it too. This Feel is, how soft this is. Uh, this is now. This is a. I got this as well. This is a long sleeve uh, t-shirt. You know, a long sleeve shirt. And I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong here. I believe this is made from bamboo. Bamboo. It's so incredibly soft. Butter soft. So here's what I did with it. Because it's like the perfect shirt. I ran in it, which I, you know I never run. It's a great shirt to work out in. Great shirt to run in. But also, I slept in it, then I got up and ran in it. Because I was, like, I was like, it's so soft. Love it. I slept in it and then got up and immediately went for a run. And they, did they send you shorts, Andy? Yeah, I got shorts. The too. shorts are incredible. 
The shorts are like you can run in those too. So light, so soft. I mean, fantastic hat, shirt, shorts. I mean, the look, exercise gear. Look at is the like hat. Incredible. I don't even know. Is that what? Read the ad, read Andy. Is this what this is for? Is it for working out? Because it's perfect for working out. You can you can use it for anything. Yeah, leisure, like you're saying, sleeping in, watching games on TV, working so out. Guess guess the best part too. This is uh, UPF sun protected. Really? So you run in it. You run in yeah. it. You're not going to be getting burnt. You go. You go play volleyball in it. Out here in LA, we have so many options. Yeah, guys, get you some free fly gear right now. It's time you stop being uncomfortable. And tried out Free Fly's Bam Blue, Bam, Bam Blue, Bamboo, Bamboo clothing. It's so comfortable. Mother's and Father's Day is right around the corner. So get the gear for your mom or dad. Perfect idea for mom or dad. You can get 20% off right now if you visit freeflyapparel.com and use promo code DIRTY. That's Free Fly Apparel. So that's just the word free, the F-R-E-E, word fly. E-E, apparel.com, promo code DIRTY. 20% off. Let me say one other thing How about, soft this, about thing this stuff What I, that I really like. Obviously, you're wearing the hat, which is a branded hat. But for the gear, for the for the shirt and the shorts that we have, there is nary a logo to be found. This is the logo right here. Yeah. Which I love it when like a company doesn't – I don't have to have the big thing across the chest. Especially you go to the gym, you go to the beach – you know, we're not going to name other name brands because we're doing a free fly thing here, but you got the big logo on your chest and it's on your shorts and it's on your arm. It was I felt like I was just like I felt like I was from the future. Yeah. Like you watch a future movie and everybody's got like the nondescript sure. logo list. It felt really good. Yeah. I felt like my the the softness of it and the logo lessness of it made me feel like I was f- literally in future clothes. Yeah. I wear the shorts every night. That's my that's my lounge Netflix, my free fly shorts. So freeflyapparel.com, promo code dirty for twenty percent off. Okay, we have a, a lot to get to. You also we also have places to be. Um we gotta talk a little Magic Johnson. Okay. He stepped down, kind of spur of the moment. Yeah. He he was he the guy really Genie Bus, which is like a weird aspect yeah, of the whole thing. He was the guy who uh was waiting tables. And just says, I quit. Can't yeah. handle this shit anymore. I'm done. Get your own drinks. Make your own cheeseburger. I'm done with this. Yeah, he sort of went uh, full office space. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did. By the way, I just rewatched that. So great. Because Office Space is one of the most underrated movies of all time. Completely. Um, I, remember, I remember seeing it in the theaters when I was at Lehigh. I dragged friends to see it. Yeah. Uh, I, t- I told about this because the ringer did a great. I was just gonna say, did you read the? That, yeah. That's why I rewatched it. I and and they say like not that many people saw it. I remember I specifically I saw it for two reasons. One, love Mike Judge. Have always loved Mike Judge. And two, at the time I was obsessed with Jennifer Aniston. Like I had a fucking crazy, sick Jennifer Aniston friends crush. And I was like, I'm going to see this movie. And I thought like, oh, the guy from Beavis and Butthead, blah blah blah. And I walked out being like. Guys, I'm pretty sure that's like the greatest movie of all time. And I feel, I almost feel partially responsible for its successes. I told, every, I'm like, you got to go see Off Space. And they're like, isn't that the fucking thing, whatever movie? I'm like, yeah, it's amazing. My brother, my brother Greg was obsessed. And I hadn't seen it. Then I went to college 
and it had been out for a year, and he had the DVD, and that was the joke. Apparently, that's all he watched was that and Big Lebowski. So good. Were like his go-to movies. So good. Uh, but that's basically what Magic Johnson yeah, did. Yeah, just went blank, got hypnotized, and then and then drilled off the fucking doorknob <laughs> on Jeannie Buss's office. <laughs> Kicked down his cubicle. <laughs> Cut open some fish. Yeah. Um, let's be honest. The thing about Magic Johnson, and I want to say right up front, Magic Johnson, uh, uh, for all accounts, a fantastic guy. Yeah. Like a really nice guy. Only heard good things. Really well respected. Has, you know, a very successful businessman. You know, obviously put together the ownership group or is like the face of the ownership group for the Dodgers that's had nothing but success under his run, um, even though he has nothing to do with it. But... N- Magic Johnson's post-playing basketball career has been been nothing but a complete and utter epic failure. Yeah. And, you know, the the story that, you know, basically Woj was telling when it happened, he obviously was not doing a reporting – just as it happened, like he had these facts and he was sitting on them. But the second that this came down, Woj basically re- released a series of tweets saying Magic Johnson has never actually been the president of basketball operations for this team. He's never been. He doesn't go to meetings. He doesn't go to fucking scouting things. He's basically MIA. He's he's, he's the, a figurehead. He's a figurehead. He's the president of basketball operations in you know face alone and that. You know, he he basically threw him under the bus and 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 insinuated like, if you're gonna have a great basketball team, that guy has to live, eat, sleep, basketball all the time. Well, and Magic Johnson straight up was not doing that. It's funny that that came out right around this time and why he quit right around now. I was actually thinking that. During the Final Four. And that he was there. And last week, yeah. he, he saw Michigan State beat Duke the week before. And, and I, I remember watching the game thinking, I'm not against somebody going, it's his alma mater. But I remember thinking, how many like GMs? Season is still going on. Yeah. Well, he's not the GM. No, I know. Rob Palink is the GM. Right. Which is a whole other thing. That's kind of confusing for me. And, and, and you have the GM and you have the, the president of basketball operations. Yeah. And there's a whole other there's a whole obviously the obviously the immediate idiot hot take response was that the LeBron is somehow related to this. Yeah. The Michael Rappaports and the Barstools and the Skip Baylesses. Basically, everybody who at this point has proven that they have no fucking clue what they're talking about when it comes to the NBA. That is the, their immediate response. It's, it's, the, it's the easy... It's LeBron. Out. And LeBron, and then he didn't get Anthony Davis. It's like, th- there's a GM who's responsible for the roster... There's LeBron, who's obviously the face of the franchise, and obviously Magic is responsible for bringing LeBron in. Sure, but Magic Johnson also not also responsible for not bringing in Paul George, for not bringing in Russell Westbrook, for not bringing in Kawhi, trading not, D'Angelo Russell, yeah. trading Julius. Randall, now I get I trading get, right uh, now I get that that's the GM's job yeah. to trade the pieces that they have. Okay, but it's Magic Johnson's job the same way it was Pat Riley's job in Miami 
to be the guy who goes big free like Magic Johnson's responsibility with trading Lonzo Ball for somebody is really neither here nor there. Magic Johnson's job is to get Paul George to join the Lakers. You're Magic Johnson. You're Magic Johnson. You're one of the best players of all time. Ben Simmons is tweeting about how he wants to hang out and talk with Magic Johnson. Oh, Magic Johnson can't do it. And and now Matt and honestly, Magic Johnson a little bit embarrassed himself with the like, now I can go back to like tweeting what I want. It's like Essentially, Magic Johnson didn't want to be the president of the Lakers. And that's fine. Yeah. But you're right. He basically didn't want to be the president. And, you know, his one good thing that he did in that position, get LeBron, all the other things are kind of a debacle. Yeah. So... You brought up a good point, too. Let's not forget, guys. Magic Johnson was the Lakers head coach for a quick minute back in the day. Also a disaster. Yep. And we've seen this. Magic Johnson, great at playing basketball. That does not relate at all to being great at being involved in basketball after the fact. And we've seen this with Michael Jordan. Yeah. The struggles he's had. Yeah. But then we see guys who are good at it, who've been successful. You know who was not an outstanding NBA player, Danny Ainge. I was just going to say, Danny Ainge. Boston you know, it's not an outstanding, uh, you know, Steve Kerr. Yeah. Like, and, and honestly, that I think oftentimes is related. It's like, if you're not physically able to do certain things, but yet you achieve it to the highest level, it's because you understand the game. At the next level, like I'll like I was just thinking about this. Craig Council, manager yeah. of the Brewers, uh, Mets are playing the Twins the last two days. Rocco Baldelli is the now the manager of the Twins, and I was watching. I was like, he, Rocco Baldelli's doing a pretty good job. But Rocco Baldelli also famous for like never should have been in the big leagues in the first place. Yeah, like you're better off hiring a David Eckstein or a Jimmer Fredette or a guy who like you're like. There's no reason I should know this person's name in sports than you are hiring Michael Jordan well, or LeBron James. Well, there's a good point. I mean, even Jerry uh, West. Look at Jerry West. Doesn't actually look like a guy who'd be fucking fantastic at basketball. He's one of the few. Although he's pretty tall, obviously. Jerry's one of the few who were so good on the court and then later in you know, the behind-the-scenes positions. Who else can you think of who, be, who... I mean, we can think of tons of people who are terrible. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is a fucking train wreck. Magic Johnson is a train wreck. Larry Bird was all right. Larry Bird, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want to make it a race thing again, but, like, Larry Bird is, you know, slow and white. Sure. Like, he understood it. Like, he worked the angles. You know what I mean? He's not Bill Walton. He wasn't seven feet tall. But I'm just trying to think of all sports, too. I'm trying to think of like a great baseball player who went on to be a great manager, great football player who went on to be a great coach. I really I mean, can't think of any. Joe Torre was a, you know. But even him, people forget he was the St. Louis Cardinals manager back in the day and struggled and got fired. Sure, yeah. Before you know his run with the Yankees, but you know even like even like a Billy Martin type, it's like Billy Martin was like the eighth best guy in the Yankees lineup when he yeah. was like, you know it's like Mickey Mantle is not the guy you want managing your team. Sure, you want Billy Martin managing your yeah. team. Yeah, you know. Um, 
And that's the thing. Like, I don't blame Magic. Look, enjoy your life. You don't blame her for what? Leaving? Like, it wasn't working out. You're worth $600 million. You've created so many businesses. You've done so much for the community out here. Like you said, I've only heard good things. I, I used to work with somebody who knew him. He used to do things for him. He's done a lot of work, especially within the black community. He's done so many great things uh, within that world. It didn't work out. Yeah, but let's also not let's also not uh, you know swap our love and respect for Magic Johnson as a person and a player with the fact that he did a bad job. Yeah, I'm not I'm not denying that. Right, and unfortunately, too many people are doing that. They're going like, "Well, Magic is a great person, and he was great at basketball, so this is all LeBron's fault." And it's like, "Well, you're you know, they should take your podcast away." Yeah. They should take your. They should definitely take your ESPN or your Fox Sports show away if you it's, have one. It's, it's a bad take. It's it's a trolling take. The worst take. It's it's. It's you know what it is, people who want to put everything on LeBron, and not that he doesn't have his faults, but people who want to put everything on LeBron in, in circumstances like this, are the people who blame Obama or Trump when they're president. Oh, fucking Obama's fault. Fucking Trump's fault. Like, no. The president doesn't directly impact that. Just like one player on a team is not directly impacting all these decisions. It's just an ignorant and, take. And also, the idea that, like, LeBron ran Magic out of town, it's like... Magic he got him here. He didn't, he didn't even tell Genie Bus. Like, this is not an organizational decision. This didn't work out. You got LeBron here. We didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Like, he straight up left. And, and the... And honestly, you know, it's you got to give Magic Johnson credit for again being a good guy. It's like now he's not running the Lakers, but he's not running the Lakers officially. Before he wasn't running the Lakers, but he was still getting paid to run the Lakers. Yeah. He was running the Lakers, but he wasn't running the Lakers. He basically he convinced LeBron LeBron James to come to the Lakers and then went back to managing, you know, movie theaters in the ghetto. You think LeBron He's like, what are we selling snow caps for these days? And they were like, I think they're like four dollars a pack. He's like, make it four seventy five. You think LeBron regrets coming to LA at all? I think he should. Uh he probably doesn't, though. Uh he doesn't seem like a guy who regrets a lot. It's like the thing about LeBron James is we're certainly heading toward the tail end of his career. Yeah. But he's still for LeBron sure. James. And like we have to deal with with trolls on the internet all the time. It's like no one's done it alone. The you come. He came to Los Angeles, either knowing Magic Johnson wasn't doing shit else, and he was just becoming a movie producer, and he's just gonna fucking stockpile points and stats for the rest of his career, and he's proven everything he needs to prove, championships wise and legacy wise, and this is gonna be, and he's going to live out his his elderly years in sunny Southern California. Or Magic Johnson told him, I'm Magic Johnson. I'll get you another free agent to come here. Look at every team in the league. The Warriors have KD and Steph and Clay and Draymond. The Rockets have Harden and Chris Paul. The Celtics have Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. The Jason you know, Tatum. Yeah, and Jason Tatum. Like that. I will get you that guy, Russ and Paul George, Kawhi and you know Lowry, and like every team's got it. I will get you one of those guys. I'll get AD wants to come here. I'll get AD. 
I'll get Paul George. I'll get Kawhi. Didn't get any of them. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. But Magic bailed before getting him. Yeah. But he also wasn't getting them to begin with. That's why for someone who lives here and wants to see, you know, a competitive team, I'm like, maybe it's good he left. He couldn't get Paul George already. He couldn't get AD. Right. right. See ya, dude. Yeah. Maybe someone else can try. But the Lakers, are they're a fucking disaster. And it's an obvious move. The thing is, the Lakers aren't a disaster. They, they need the, Jerry the, West. The Lakers are one free agent away. They were fourth in the West when LeBron got hurt at Christmas. We're talking about a guy who has dragged they went 28 and Kevin 27. Love and, and Kyrie Irving to the NBA Finals. Well, they went 28 and 27 with him this year when he played. Yeah. But, and they went, for, but they forget went, that. They went 9 and 18 with games he didn't play. I looked right, it up. Right. But forget the post-injury LeBron. They were, I think, like 19 and 8 or something like that before he got hurt. You know? Yeah. Like, they were fourth in the West. The Rockets are currently fourth in the West. So, they're, they're Anthony Davis away. Yeah. No, they are. They're close. But they need to get that Anthony Davis. Right. And Magic obviously knows he doesn't have a great shot to do it. Yeah. What did you make of LeBron, Chris Paul, your boy Mello, the Banana Boat crew showing up for D-Wade's final game in Brooklyn last night? Cool. They're a crew. They like each other. They're, that's, that's, that's their best friends. Good for them. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Dude, Dwayne Wade retiring, you know, it's a huge deal. Dirk retiring too. Uh, I know there's been a lot of talk. By the way, Dirk, like, it's kind of sad that it's happening at the same time. I, I think Dirk's losing a little bit of the shine here. I agree. And I don't, and I actually, I actually would take Dirk's career over Dwayne Wade's. Why is that? Well, the both, they both have a finals MVP. Yeah. You know, they, they both have the, the championship. Dirk won a regular season. Um, Dirk won a regular season MVP. Yeah. Dirk's prop. Dirk during his prime when he won that MVP and those years between him losing the finals to him winning the finals, I'm certain was a MVP. It was an MVP vote getter the whole time. Won the MVP. The longevity. Yeah. The 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 fact that he was the face of the franchise from the start to the finish. Um. Yeah, I mean, I get that Dwayne Wade has championships, but Dwayne Wade has the one against Dirk, and Dirk has the one against Dwayne Wade and LeBron and Bosh, and it is is peak healthy like everything. Dwayne Wade like an all around better player offensively, defensively. Yes, but this goes back to what we did with Gronk. Uh, is Dwayne Wade was hurt a lot? Was hurt a lot? Yeah. Dirk's got a regular season MVP. He's got a finals MVP. He's the the lead man on that championship team. Not to mention. And he's got all the career accolades. He's like f- fourth in scoring or some fucking nonsense. You're fifth in Like, he's right there. I think he's sixth. Okay. That's what I'm like. 
But the thing about Dirk the is... List, the, that list is like the Kareem, the Jordan, the Michael, the Kareem, the Jordan, the Kobe, the LeBron, the whoever, the Elgin Barrel, the Dirk. And the thing about Dirk... I don't think people realize, guys, he was the first seven-footer. He was the guy that is the, the unicorn is based That's on. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He was the first seven-footer to hit threes. I mean, he wasn't the first to hit him, but he is the guy. He's the first seven-footer to not be like, oh, the center is out there and he's shooting threes. Like, he's the first seven-foot, three-point shooting small forward. I mean, it is pretty wild, guys. It goes Kareem, Carl Malone, Kobe, LeBron, Jordan, Dirk. I mean, Dirk is sixth. All time. Yeah. All time. Yeah. He's ahead of Wilt Chamberlain, Shaq, Akeem, Oscar Robertson, Tim Duncan. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I think poor Dirk, it's kind of been uh, overshadowed with D. Wade retiring as but well. But I know the headline is the banana boat. And it's like, first of yeah. all, Melo's out of the game. Right? Yeah. Entirely. LeBron's hurt. And, you know, he talks about taking time off. It's like, good for them. You know, it is what it is. Great. Yeah. Enjoy. Good. You guys are besties. I'm, I'm cool with that. I know everybody. I know, again, there's there's the hot take media. who's like, uh, back in when I watched the game, Jordan would rather stab Charles Oakley than hang out with him in the offseason. It's like uh, Charles Oakley and Michael Jordan are best friends. Actual fact. Actual fact. (laughs) Michael Jordan, shooting guard for the Chicago Bulls. Charles Oakley, power forward for the New York Knicks. Guy who hammered Michael Jordan. They played together. Yeah. Best friends. Actual BFFs. Fucking Will Ferrell and John C. Riley in Step Brothers. Back in my day, you didn't hang out with the guy that was on the Bulls if you were on the Knicks. Back when I was going to the Garden all the time. Like, people forget, they literally were on the Bulls together. The Bulls drafted Charles Oakley. Forget that. They're literally best friends. Actual BFFs have fucked women together. Facts. Google's a wonderful thing. Use it, guys. When you're getting an argument or you want to have any sort of discussion. Banana bonification of the NBA. Back in my day, Oakley and Jordan would never hang out. Never. I'll tell you one thing. We do on Dirty Sports. And uh, obviously, I'm a fan of Rappaport. But he goes on, we don't fact check for their show. On Dirty Sports, we 100% fact check. Because we're discussing this shit. Right? You got to fact check. If you, if you want to have a legitimate discussion, you got to have facts ready. That's why I hate political debates. Yeah. You know, when these politicians are sitting at the podium and they just keep throwing shit out and I always say there needs to be a moderator who hits a buzzer. It's like, no, 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 no. What you just said is false. We're fact checking that shit. Don't be spewing, you know, things that aren't true. Prano, you're you're a couple beers deep. You're doing the... uh, Thirsty Thursday? The Thirsty Thursday. Just sunny. My friend Pete's in town visiting. Uh, you know, I'm on vacation. Well, guess what? I got something for you tonight before you go to sleep that's going to make you feel you don't have so to tell much me. better. I already know. You know about this? I know it. 
I'm using it. You know about Cheers? Know about it. It's on my counter. It's on my countertop. So that right before I go to bed, get a glass of water, as as everybody knows. Yeah. And uh, and then I've been throwing down the Cheers. You, you, you take one of these amazing Cheers pills. Yep. And then you take... You actually take you take two or three. Two or three, okay. Yep. I'm not a drinker. And you, can, and you can take some in the morning. And then you take... Let me get this out. Then you take... Struggle, it's, a, it's a powder. Struggle is real with baby hands. And you take this powder, you mix it in some water, even if you're just going to have a couple. Yeah. Even if you're saying, I'm just going to have three or four. You know you're going to feel better the next day. I know I know people, you know, I know most addicts, they don't want, they don't want us talking about like other products. But like, if you've ever... If you've ever done like the, uh, you know, sports drink and uh, aspirin thing before bed, nah. like this is nah. this is that on, you know, I don't want to say on steroids because we were talking, about, but basically, yeah, basically that on steroids. It's much it's better. Great. Take that. Take the pills. Put the powder in some water. Boom. I'm I'm not joking. I don't. Uh, it's not like I went crazy hard uh, last week, but I I. Was doing some day drinking. Day yeah. drinking turned into some night drinking. I didn't have dinner. I was like, uh oh, tomorrow I'm gonna feel a little sluggish. I don't think I'm getting up and I'm gonna surf tomorrow morning. Yeah. Hit that, hit the cheers. Night before, woke up, bright eyed and bushy tailed, seven AM, paddled out to sunset, had myself a beautiful morning surf. And I'll tell you what, as a thirty nine year old man pushing forty, I'll take any cheat code I can get. And cheers. Is a cheat code. That's right, guys. To use Cheers, you simply take two to four capsules after your last alcohol beverage or before you go to bed. If you don't wake up feeling at least 50% better the next day, you'll get your money back guaranteed. Wow. So to order, visit CheersHealth.com. Enter promo code DIRTY at checkout to get 10% off your first order and a free gift. That's CheersHealth.com. Dot com promo code dirty D I R T Y for ten percent off and a free gift with your first order, guys. Cheers! The best thing to happen to alcohol since alcohol. Better be doing that tonight. I have a feeling it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long night with you and your boy Pete. I have a feeling that you're correct. He doesn't drink, so I'm gonna have to be doing it for both of us. Oh, he's the Andy Ruther mode. Yeah. Now, why does he not drink? Uh, he's never drank. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he's not a drinker. He's, Respect for those people. That's a that's yeah. a. Yes, I believe you know. There's a history of alcohol consumption yeah. in his family. He didn't gotcha. want to. He didn't want to go down that road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He never wanted to be the guy. He's also just got a. He's also got a great personality and a lot of energy. He doesn't. He never needed it. Can, can I tell you something? He's the guy at the party rocking out on Snapples. Can I tell you something that you said to me when I stopped drinking? I don't know if you know how much of an impact this made on me in, in a positive way. I'm, I'm going to get real for a minute. You were making a joke, but it, but it was sincere that I was like, yeah, Joe's right. When I stopped drinking, you go, you were like, Ruther, you're the guy who shows up at a party and says crazy shit drunk. You're also the guy who shows up at a party and says crazy shit sober. So you were like, does it really matter if yeah. you're not drinking? Well, that I mean, that was, that's always been my thing with you is like you're you're doing that. Forget at a party. You're doing that in 
traffic and you're doing that at volleyball and you're doing whatever you're just like a you know you're a loose cannon uh in life but also you were never even a casual drinker ever like you and i never went out and like watched a ball game and like cracked a couple beers like ever you were like you want to slam jack and cokes and i'm like well i guess i mean if that's the only options i have here but uh to me if you're just like a binge crazy drinker you're like that's that's the least sign of an alcoholic I've ever seen. Like a least sign of somebody that I'd be worried about them like living life without alcohol. It's like the people who are like, I just need it. Like when when I stop drinking, I do fairly regularly. I'll take a month off here and there. It's always like a thing. Month off, six weeks off. A lot of times it's right before yeah. my birthday. I'm all I always need one at a barbecue. I always sure. need one at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. I don't need one out of the bar. I need one like yeah. with a hot dog. Those are people you got to worry about. I'm like, I'm supposed to have a beer right now. <laughs> it just feels right to have one. Yeah. We, we were talking about that at our pool the other day. And we were talking about somebody who it's really tough for him to be at our pool without a beer. And I was like, whoa, that would suck. I was like, look around. We did a bunch of people out the other day. And I was like... There's a lot of people drinking. There's a lot of people not drinking. There's people smoking weed. There's people grilling. And it's like, if you have to have that beer at the pool, it's not a good sign. Anyway, that is our health update on the Dirty Sports Podcast. Yeah. Do you want to, I want to go over some of these new XFL rules and then we'll get to some dirtball calls. Okay. You don't seem excited. Sure. I mean,. Just imagine six months ago us going over the AAF rules before an episode. But these rules are kind of crazy. No, I know that they're kind of crazy. I'm just saying a year from now we're going to laugh and laugh and laugh that we talked about it when the the XFL has disbanded. You you think uh, you're not giving the XFL any chance? People just don't do it, man. People like everybody says they want more football, but no one wants it. I agree with you. No one actually wants it. Everybody was so turnt for the AAF week one. Yeah, it got great ratings week one. How, how fast did that? They didn't even finish the season. Like, was there a champion named? No, they didn't finish the season. I mean, that's hilarious. Yeah. But anyway, maybe these crazy rules are the ones that are going to keep people interested. Hit me. What do we got? Well, you can use one, two, or three-point conversions. How do you... A one, you kick it? One-point conversion, yes, will be a kick uh, from the two-yard line. Two, uh-huh. po- two points... Will be from the five yard line and three. Wait, po- two points. You have to run or pass it in from the five yard. Yeah, line. and three points from the ten yard line. Okay. So after every touchdown, you have the option of one, two, or three points. The overtime rules are fucking wild. Here's how the overtime rules are going to work. There'll be forty four players on the field at once. So each end zone is going to have an offense against the defense. And then they're going to do best out of five. This is horrifically dumb. But. <laughs> <laughs> so Wild, but dumb. So, yeah, yeah. So, basically, you're going to have one end zone, and offense is going to be going against the defense. And the another end zone, offense going against the defense. And the best out of five wins the game. Those are going to be the overtime rules. And, okay. de- and defenses get a point during the overtime for forcing a turnover. That's some okay. gi- that's some gimmicky shit. Blah, 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 blah. Not a fan? Sure. 
I, I don't. I don't see the point of putting them on the field at the same time. I kind of like, like it. It's so out there. I kind of like. Am I gonna it. be watching it in split screen? Well, they're not gonna be playing at the same time. Like, boom, they do a play. The other offense and defense on the other end of the field is ready to do a play. Okay. It's like a. It's kind of like how they do penalty kicks. That's what they're saying they base it off of. In soccer, I just I'm looking forward to like throw to the end zone, balls up for grabs, ref watching it. He's hit by a chair, and the other guy pass interferes, but no one saw it, and he's running it back, and now he's running it back through another group of players that are on the other side. Oh my God, what's happening? Yeah, just WWE style. Undertaker pops yeah. up from the fucking coffin. <laughs> I think they should do that stuff. It would make me watch it. For a week. It'll make you watch it for a week. <laughs> You're right. A week. Two weeks. You'll be like, I saw that crazy overtime. Well, realistically, you have to look at it from this point of view. The AAF was on a Saturday night. As someone who watches college football a lot of times on Saturday night, NBA, you know, NFL, once it hits playoffs... I'm like, dude, I get a Saturday night. I'm not watching right. the watered-down version of the NFL. And, and that's kind of the problem that they that they have is that you know people want to fucking break. Uh, by the way, I just want to say I was complaining about my Reds. All we needed was a, was a series with the Florida Marlins, the Miami Marlins. Quick update. Reds just swept them. Puig returns. Yeah, I'm, this is going to be a Reds shout-out. I'm reading Puig returns from his two-game suspension. He doubles in a pair of home runs. I told you, man. All I need is, man, a <laughs> couple days off, man. Please. Every maybe two weeks, three weeks, let Puig go home, chill out, no, I'm relax. Wrong, I'm wrong. He had two doubles. Two doubles, man. Two doubles is Five like RBIs two doubles are like one home run, man. No, no, no. And I'm an idiot. I can't read. I can't read the. Yeah, two doubles, two RBIs. You're right. You just need a couple days off. It was wild. Uh, as of yesterday, uh, so that was a, that was a three game sweep of the Marlins. Yeah. As of yesterday, you guys had had three total wins. You were like three and. Yeah, they entered that series one and eight. Yeah. So as of yesterday, you were three and eight. You already had a uh, positive run differential because you put like 14 on the the Marlins. It's wild. Yeah, because your pitching's been good. I was going to say, again today, yeah. one five. I looked. At, after last night's games, the Reds had given up the fewest amount of runs in the National League. Yeah. The pitching's been there. Which isn't surprising. I mean, it's surprising, but it's not that surprising because everything, you know, Laz and I are going to talk about this on Dirty Slides, which we're going to record in the next couple days. But uh, just when you think a team's like not going to do it, like remember I kind of said like the sneaky watch out for the Mariners. Like the Mariners lineup's like sneaky, still good. Yeah. Um, and the Mariners have the best record in baseball now. I think the Mariners are going to fall off because they don't have they got rid of their pitching, and that that's the stuff that just like won't hold up long enough. But like. When I looked at that Mariners lineup, yeah. right before the season started, I'm like, "Yeah, I know they got rid of Cano, but they're they still have a good lineup." Yeah. 
What do you think of? Uh, they're doing more of these Mexico games. Yeah. So great. the the Reds are going to Monterey to play the Cardinals. Yeah. Good. I like it. Mexico has, uh, you know, the lat the Latinos of the world have always been yeah baseball fans uh, and and baseball players and I'm all for it. The Mexican League is obviously a fall league that we have, um, and and it's an important part of the baseball off season. And you know, Kenny Kenny Powers played in Mexico, or did he play in Puerto Rico? He played in Mexico. He played in Mexico. Yeah, I'm all about Mex. I'm all about uh, baseball. You know, being in Mexico. Great. Me too. Fantastic. I love it. Absolutely love it. I think I think baseball should uh, do some series throughout fucking all the Spanish speaking world. They should go. They should go down to Central and South America more often. Do more games down there. I just watched a Netflix documentary about uh, the Rolling Stones in in Latin America. Well, how was ole, that? Ole, ole, ole. You should watch it. It's really good. Um, I want to see baseball do that. I want to see M- the MLB play more games in Cuba and fucking Peru. And I would love like to that. go to a game. That'd be a lot of fun. Like in yeah. Havana or something. That'd be, a, that'd be a blast. And I told you, and I'll tell the dirt balls. Pui disagrees, by the way. He's like, please no. Please. Do not make me go back to Havana. I got to read this YouTube comment section. I left section. my family in Havana. Do, 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 do. I replaced them with beanie babies. Do, 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 do. I got to read this uh, from Clay Hartness in the comment section. I'm an English teacher in Spain, and Prano's Puig voice sounds just like some of my students. Yeah. <laughs> Please, man. I, I understand. I know how to do Latino voice. Did you see this home run celebration by the Texas Rangers? No. Oh, yes, I did. I was were like, they, what? Which one? Yeah. The honk. Where they grab each other's dicks? Yeah. Are we... I'm okay with it. Are I'm we sure yay or nay on this? I'm sure they were in cups. I'm fine with it. If they want to fucking touch each other's dicks, like, good good for them. This was out here in uh, Anaheim. Yeah. Great. I'm totally okay with it. Who cares? What's been the pushback with them grabbing each know. other's dicks? I don't know. Kids are watching. I think I saw somebody say. No one noticed that. No one noticed it in real time. I mean, you notice on Twitter. This is what I love. Kids are watching. Same kid has access to M16s to shoot up a school. Yeah. What are we talking about here? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it like no one saw it in real time. So if you're furious that kids are watching, the kids only saw it because they went on Twitter and saw it replayed. And if your kid's on Twitter, he's already a lost cause. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your fucking ten year olds got a Twitter account. He's seen some wild shit. Yeah, you know he saw he saw a fucking guy on the train tracks who had been run over with his fucking body, half his body exposed, and fucking some dude getting eaten by a piranha. You know, and fucking it's like there's wild shit on Twitter. Porn stars galore. It's pussy everywhere. That dude getting kicked. Did you see the one with the black dude kicking the dude? Yeah, yeah, kicking the dude down the stairs. Like, how does that end? Yeah, you thought I had a dent. That dude's got to be landing on his head. Uh, dude, you got to you gotta get into the YouTube animal world. That's what I'm in right now. I keep, I tweet, keep tweeting that stuff I'm aware. out. Bro, there is some amazing stuff. And, and now that you know YouTube's on to me, now they just keep recommending all these videos with animals. They're on to me. <laughs> you mean now that YouTube's monitoring your thoughts and everything oh, yeah. you say out loud? Oh, yeah. I, I, I can't stop watching these videos, bro. You got to watch Our Planet on Netflix. And other Netflix, we're I talking- don't, I don't care for the nature shows. You should. You should. It'll fucking, it'll make you more woke, fam. You should also do, watch- I think, Do I want to be more woke, no, fam? not at all. <laughs> not at all. I did tell Prana this. I'll recommend this for you guys. The Ted Williams documentary narrated by John Hamm 
on Netflix. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that. It's about 50 minutes. It's really good. Crazy life. I didn't realize he served in two wars. Yeah. Dude was a badass. Yeah. Because if crazy vision, did they get into that? Yeah, they talk about his vision. Yeah, crazy vision. Fighter pilot, baseball player. Just like sick, like 20,000 vision or something. He like. served for three years in Korea. He wasn't just like, it wasn't like the, oh, it's the like Elvis during was, the war. He was fucking, he was maverick. This, this is straight up combat. Yeah. He's flying nonstop missions, risking his life as the best hitter in baseball, blowing shit up. Then he comes back here and then just continues to bat. They go through everything. Then the whole thing with his brain and. But Michael know. Jordan left basketball and became a terrible baseball player. How did he do it? Unbelievable. Uh, do you want to get to some dirtball calls? We'll sure, wrap this up. Sure. Before do we it. do that, I am going to see my Reds this next week. Jackie Robinson, Monday Night Baseball. Jackie Robinson uh, commemoration night, something like that. Another giving away. Jackie Robinson Day. Yeah, they're giving away some stuff at Dodger Stadium. Then I'm going to go to a day game. I'm going to be getting those tickets on SeatGeek. So I believe it's the 15th and the 17th. I'm for sure going to two Reds games. And I also, I don't know if you're around, if you're curious, I'd also, then they go to Petco. I'd love to go down to San Diego to catch a game. Sure. Uh, so I'll be going on SeatGeek to get that. And, uh, you know, summer's here, Joe. I was already looking at the Hollywood Bowl. Some great acts to see. You had told me to check on SeatGeek for that that festival that the Red Hot Chili Peppers are in. Yep. Right? Yep. The Ohana Festival. The Ohana Festival. Guys, SeatGeek has so many options. So go on SeatGeek right now. Download the app for tickets to any of these great events. Best of all, all dirtballs get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Guys, lastly, SeatGeek supports our show, so go support them because they support us. It's the circle of support. Use our promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first purchase. You can use that for concert tickets, sports, comedy, whatever you want. Remember, that's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first purchase. Okay, so we just got a couple dirtball calls. We can. And by uh, the way, uh, Andy, you know uh, NBA playoffs starts Sunday. Saturday, actually. Saturday? I just looked, 11.30 a.m. our time. We'll have to do an NBA playoff preview as part of our Sunday evening show. Maybe as as an end to – maybe I get over here early and do a little uh, Rockets jazz. Look at you. I like it. All right, what do we got for calls today? Put out the Tug signal. I know Tug only likes going live. End of the Masters into – Rockets Jazz live from the Smut Studio into the episode. Ooh, that's a segue within itself. Segways into segways. Okay, let's get to some dirt ball calls. We'll start with a conspiracy, which I think we've discussed before on Magic Johnson. I just want to say I know a lot of people get offended. Um, oh, that wasn't it. This is it. What's up, fellas? This is Jew. Hold on, let me just. This is Jew. Who who are you, dude? Tweet it, tweet at us. You're just known as Jew. I I I just want to know who this is. Not to be confused with another Juju. Wait, wait, we have a Juju. The Juju should just play the call. I was gonna say, does Juju Smith Schuster listen to our show? Um, but just in the wake of um. 
Magic Johnson stepping down because he realized he was a failure as a GM, and instead of going into next year and not being able to sign anyone and blaming him, he just walked away. Um, I'm thoroughly convinced that it is a government scandal in the works from the 80s that, you know, they were trying to scare everyone with the whole AIDS thing, you know, I know EZE, whatever, but have you ever seen a fat person have that had AIDS? Like, this guy's fat. How in the fuck did he have AIDS? So I'm 100% sure that this guy was signed up as a government agent or some shit, and they're like, we're going to say you have AIDS, you step down at the end of your career, you know, you can't play, but we're going to fucking open up gyms and movie theaters, and I'll be make more money than you've ever made playing basketball that I fucking made a hundred times more money than he did in the NBA. And they're like, we'll just say you had AIDS. Like his wife's still like, what fucking wife has a husband who cheats on you, gets AIDS, and you're still with this dude? Fuck, I don't give a fuck. You've got half of his money anyways. So I'm pretty sure Magic Johnson worked for the government, faked his AIDS, and AIDS is Maybe this is Tyler next show. Age is, AIDS is not for fat people. Later. Now, we've discussed this. So here's the problem. So why does the government... So you play all the conspiracy theories out to the end, because I'll tell you the actual conspiracy theory with Magic Johnson and AIDS. But first... Well, there, well there's two that I have. Let's go through the... Let's go to the conspiracy theory. Why... What's the end game of them... Of him pretending to have AIDS? Well, the end game is this, and I've heard this, that Magic Johnson... The AIDS epidemic obviously hits the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. They need a big spokesperson for it. Uh, they weren't going to go through. Uh, Why the, do they need a big spokesperson for it? Because they need to act like this is more prevalent than people realize. So that people start, so that people uh, start, act accordingly so that they don't get it? Yes. Well, here's the problem. The government gave everyone AIDS. That's the problem with this theory. The government's not trying to keep people from having AIDS. The government's giving people AIDS. Interesting. The AIDS is AIDS is a fucking killer disease that was designed to kill gays and poors and blacks by our government. And, oh, Prano's coming in hot. Oh, oh, and then suddenly when super rich people get AIDS. They can live forever? We have an antidote to AIDS. Magic Johnson has had the antidote to AIDS the whole time. It's called money. Yeah, it's called being able to afford the cocktail of pills that will make you not have AIDS. He, By the way, he never had AIDS. He had HIV and he doesn't test positive anymore. And he never got AIDS because he had enough money for the cocktail of drugs to keep you from getting AIDS. The people that the gov- the US government started injecting with AIDS in a hepatitis clinic in the fucking 50s in San Francisco to be spread through the gay community didn't have any money. They were eradicating gay people. You really think that? Yes. You really think that? Yes. You really think that? 100%. You think this is a whole Prano coming in hot. You think our government and I'm not and I'm not saying hold on for the record I'm not taking a stance on this because I, and by our government I mean high ranking officials within our government not not th- this wasn't voted on by senators and congressmen it's the illuminati it's the fucking the the the, the true puppet string pullers of the government giving 
heart disease to the black community, AIDS to the gay community, trying to eradicate what they believe are the worst parts of our society. If violently and, and wrongly and disgustingly, but yes, I absolutely think that that's what happened. This is my take. Magic Johnson never got AIDS. My Every s- poor gay guy ended up getting AIDS and dying of it, who got it the same time as Magic Johnson. Look, I'm not my my take on conspiracies are I'll I'll, I'll hear conspiracies out. I'm I'm not anti-conspiracy theory at all. This one this one's a tough one. I mean, there's two major populations that have been affected by the AIDS crisis. The gay community and the black community. And and Africa. Yeah. That's what I mean by black community. Yeah. Yeah. Were the Norwegians dying of AIDS? We're the rich white folks dying of AIDS. Again, I, I, I'm Freddie Mercury. Sad fucker got it just too early. I'm enter- caught that shit too early, man. Can't be catching that shit when they're still testing the fucking beta. I'm here to entertain all, all theories. The, the other theory on Magic Johnson is that he uh, is bisexual. No shit. I've already said you can't, Andy. We've covered on the show numerous times. You cannot almost like you can almost not get AIDS as a straight man from fucking straight sex. Well, you know, the, st- facts as a, let, facts let me put this live way. in let, facts. Hold on, hold on. Let me put it this way: as a single man who likes to fornicate, sometimes you have no fear of AIDS. I I don't want to have that mindset. Congratulations, the. U.S. government and everybody involved and Big Pharma and whatever have convinced you. That, and good, good. Be better safe than sorry. But unless you're ass-fucking intravenous needle users, users, you're not getting AIDS. Well, you should see what happens in Savage Town on a yeah, Friday night. Yeah, I mean, that. I understand that. Magic Johnson got into some wild shit. Magic Johnson has never had AIDS. Not for one second. It is interesting if he had Magic H- Johnson's Magic Johnson also didn't die of a heart attack because the only restaurant in his neighborhood was McDonald's and he was eating fucking burgers all day because he's not the class of people that they were trying to eradicate. The wife thing is always interesting. I've always thought about that actually. Oh, cookie, Ookie cookie. Yeah, because the thing is, if he has HIV, how does Cookie not have HIV? Because he has the antidote. Since fucking 1990, dude. Because he's rich. And they weren't trying to give Magic AIDS. They're like, this is, we're sorry. You're one of the fucking, you know, you're, you're actually one of the good blacks. We really like you. You're Magic Johnson. Your fucking name's Magic. You play for the Lakers. This is, this is all gone haywire. Here, take this. You're fine now. In fact, you're going to put on weight. So be careful. <laughs> He's like, what about the lesions? They're like, stop, dude. This ain't fucking Philadelphia. You're not, you know, you're Magic Johnson. You're going to be fine. Some fucking men in, like, Tommy Lee Jones looking man, men in black motherfucker showed up his house. He's like, Magic, look at me. You don't have AIDS anymore. You're welcome. All right, well, let's get to another call. This one is actually, I'm, I'm going to do a little cross promotion. This is uh, Dent Report related. From- yeah, yeah. <laughs> From uh, from this week's episode with Sharon Houston. 
What's up, guys? Corbin from Colorado. I'm out here at work and making me clean bathrooms. Hate to see it, but uh, <laughs> hate to see anyways, it. I'm listening to the tent report with uh, Sharon Houston, and I've got to ask. Did old Dempty get some poo-tang afterwards? Because we will keep vibing. So, you know, I don't know if you guys signed like an NBA or something, but, you know, I want to give it up to my man, Andy Ruther. If you did, stay dirty. You smash, bruh. No. I did not I did not hook up with Sharon. Here, here's that the, day or any other day? No, I have never hooked up with Sharon. Here, here's the thing. If you listen to this week's Dent Report with Sharon Houston, we really get into dating and sex. Like, she doesn't hold back. Was she trying to smash? No. But what I like about Sharon is she's, you know her. We, we, yeah. I, we know her through, like, I met her through Eddie. At were, were any point during the episode you were thinking about the HBI? Well, no. I'll, you know I'll just be honest right now on air. And I've said this to you before. Like, when I first met Sharon, and I've told you this, I was like, I was crushing on her. Yeah. I was, you were, so you were thinking about that, that hot beef injection. No, no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Look, like, like I think she's attractive. I think she's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. I, I think she's got a great personality. I love her openness. If you listen to the Dent Report, like, she has no problem talking about sex. And, and it is attractive when I hear a woman like her saying how good sex is very important. And she says on the show, you know, basically, I fuck dudes way quicker than my friends because it's important to know is the sex going to be good? Because I'm not going to stay around the dude where the sex isn't good. But and did you go? Are you afraid of AIDS? I did not ask. Yeah, you should. You shouldn't. She, she no, has no, no. nothing to fear. But no, we did not engage in anything, uh, and, and I don't think we will. Like we're just cool. Ooh, I don't think we will. Oh, well, just calm it down. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to play the college basketball calls? I, th- I feel like we covered that, Joe. At uh, yeah, let's do it. I want to do it. We, how many? We only have one? We have two. All right. Fucking let's bang it out. I, got, I said I got to be out of here by, well, let's do one. Well, we have CT and we have somebody who attended the title game. All right. Let's do CT and then we'll see if we have more to say. Okay. Hello, CT here in Seattle. Uh, just calling. It's uh, halftime of the NCAA National Championship. I, le- I left too long of a call last time I was rambling on, but I wanted to respond to your thoughts about college basketball on the last podcast. I think it's unfair to compare the NBA to college basketball. I love watching both. The NBA is clearly the better product. There's no debate in it. The best athletes are in the NBA. It's executed at a much higher level. Um, and, like I love watching the NBA more in college, but you can still enjoy the college game. You just got to know what you're watching. You can't go into watching college basketball expecting to watch an NBA game. It's just not realistic. It's shorter. The athletes are not as good. They are amateurs after all playing this game. Uh, but you can't argue that this championship game isn't exciting. I mean, again, maybe the offense is not as good, but the effort is there. These kids want it. Um, just defending the low college basketball. You know, I don't watch the regular season. It doesn't mean shit, but the tournament is always one of the best events of the year. All right, guys. Condoms are for the University of Washington. Go um, so I'm glad we ended up listening to this. Here's the thing, I and I've had to I've had to t- reply this to people on Twitter with this. I don't give a single fuck what you watch. I don't give a single. There are people who watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Lots of them. 
one of the fucking Kardashian Jenner girls is the most followed person on the internet. There are people watching fuck the Wendy Williams show every day. There's people who watch that Skip Bayless shit. I don't give a fuck what you watch. I don't give a fuck if you like college basketball. I don't give a fuck if you love college basketball. I don't give a fuck if you think that there is a place to watch college basketball and appreciate it in a way that is different from appreciating the NBA and blah, blah. Here's what I care about. Don't argue it's good. It's not. The college basketball game at this point, and again, I've said this. I used to watch college basketball. There is The NCAA is broken on many levels. The one way that it really rears its ugly head in college basketball is the best players are here for a year and don't learn to play the game in that year. And the worst, the lesser players stick around. So you have highly talented teams that have absolutely no fucking fundamentals. And then you have lesser talented teams that are fundamental but not great. And it makes for a bad, awkward, disjointed product that often ends up being a bad basketball game to watch. Now, there's a difference between poor quality of play and exciting. If the the NCAA final came down to 7-6, it's still exciting. Every basket counts. Exciting and good are different. The final was exciting. It doesn't it wasn't good. The quality is poor. You enjoy poor quality basketball? Great, man. I don't give a fuck. You're an AAF fan? Great. I don't give a fuck. You're a Mac football fan? Cool. You're watch the Kardashians? Great. But when you come and you say that the quality that you prefer College to the NBA because you like fundamental. Kill yourself. But that being said, watch literally anything you fucking want. I don't care. At all. There's going to be a lot of people watching golf this weekend, man. I would rather jerk off into a fucking can of baked beans and start throwing it in traffic than watch the Masters on Sunday. There's going to be a million people watching it. That's up to you guys. Enjoy. I wonder when they change the rule where anybody can enter the NBA and there's no more one-and-done bullshit. I think that'll actually help the college game. Yes, it will. Because you're going to have more, like you said, more experienced players, senior leadership, people who are running efficient offenses that have been there three or four years. Guys have played together. They know how to run an efficient offense. Anyway, all right, that's the calls today, guys. 310-359-8365 is our Dirtball hotline. You guys can see us Saturday. If you're in L.A., if you're in SoCal, Joe and I are going to be joining our friends from Punch Drunk at the Sycamore Tavern. It's a UFC viewing party. The dojo of comedy. That's right. It's a UFC viewing party followed by a comedy show. Uh, Look at our Twitter. There's, I think we've retweeted. I'll put something out, the actual link. Uh, and, and again, go support Prano. This is great for him. He has been called back for the Just for Laughs. Oh, thanks, buddy. The comedy store. 
When is that? Just for Laughs uh, Festival Showcase at the Comedy Store is uh, next Thursday, the 18th, uh, in the Belly Room. So It's a nice, intimate room at the Comedy Store. You know, I know there's, I do a lot of shows where I do longer sets, and you, you know, if you're if you're coming, obviously don't come from out of town for it. But I'll be, I'm just doing six minutes. Uh, you came to the showcase I did at the Westside Comedy Theater. Uh, I got it. I'm doing the, I'm doing the callback. If I get that, potentially the Just for Last Comedy Fe- Festival, which is a big, well, I think this, really big deal. I think I, sh- I think I should go support you again. I'll go with Tug. Yeah. Bring Tug along. We'll, we'll roll up to Hollywood. He said he'd never been to the comedy store, which amazed me. Yep. Got a bunch of shows leading up to that, and then uh, got a bunch of other stuff on my calendar. So go to JoePrano.com or follow me on Instagram at JoePrano. Posting more and more of my shows and my posters and all that stuff there because it's all about the gram. Fix your life on Twitter, unless you're a cheddar dick Gronk fan from some fucking 200-person all-white fucking loser school in Massachusetts or New Hampshire, then don't follow me on Twitter, you fucking dorks. Shots fired. If you're fucking five foot six and you're the starting quarterback on your football team, spoiler, your football team sucks. <laughs> you fucking dorks. Shout out to Bo. They are. I mean, never never have I appreciated some dorks. people being called dorks more than fucking dorks. I want to give a shout out to Bo in general. Bo Blaha. Long-time listener, long-time supporter, love the guy. A, a, a killer reply to my bookie the other day, too. Oh, yeah. That face went. He's calling everybody dorks. Yeah. And he did it on Instagram. Jay Lloyd made an amazing Photoshop. I, I said, can we Photoshop the whole Antonio Brown, Juju, and Tomlin, and Big Ben? Can we do a Mean Girls? And Jay Lloyd did an amazing Photoshop. And all those dorks, because that's what you are, like, Juju's not a bitch. They're all bitches. Like yeah. we, we said. And Bo went through each comment. He must have left like 15. Dork. Dork. And then they were just responding to him and he was just right. Dork. It's amazing. You're all fucking dorks. You're lucky we ran out of time. You just brought up the Steelers. We won't talk about that Ben Rosberger was called a racist by one of his teammates literally earlier today. Which he then retracted. Where they smoked this fire. Okay. okay. Wade, Wade Robson went on on trial and said Michael Jackson didn't touch him. I think... Sometimes you got to talk about what is or what isn't I am not comparing those two. Guys, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Andy Ruther. Follow us at The Dirty Sports. And uh, if you leave an iTunes review, I'm sending, actually, I need to send out some koozies today. Or if you use a screenshot of any of our amazing sponsors. You know, we have some new ones. We have Cheers. We have Free Fly. Of course, Both Seat fantastic Geek. new sponsors. I'm excited about our relationships. Yes, I'm excited too. Okay, Dirtballs, that's the show. Enjoy the weekend. NBA playoffs, Masters, and uh, just fucking be safe, guys. Don't don't be, <laughs> be safe. Don't get AIDS. Don't get AIDS. Be safe. Have a great weekend, and most importantly, stay dirty. <laughs>